Welcome to the Paradox of Life, the podcast where we ask the questions no one dares to ask. But everyone wants to know. We will open Pandora's box to show you a world where anything is possible. What you do with it is a choice we leave to you. We are your hosts, Monique and Colin. Welcome to the Paradox of Life. Welcome to the Paradox of Life. Today we're talking about what it means to be the truest expression of ourselves and the conflicts that arise when we're living our life in the world, the things that we, we're expected to do versus the things that we find ourselves doing and the tension and the, the pain that that causes us inside. And so Monique and I are just going to explore what it means to be truly you. Yes. And we already had a little conversation before we started, which is why we're getting right into this topic. And we're going to start with a little tarot card when it wants to come out. So let's see what the tarot card for today's episode is. Ooh, Ten of Wands. Okay. I hope it's that. Okay. So the Ten of Wands, you can see this is like a, a how is it, how is this monkey called? A pavian? Is that what do you think, Colin? Is I'm that not a sure of the name, but yeah, I, I recognize the the monkey, and it's got what's it got on its back? So full of... it's full of wands. Yeah. So basically, it's like wooden sticks. Uh, you can see for the people who can't see the picture itself. So there is a pavilion with bowling shoes <laughs> in the desert, <laughs> and you see like steps on top of a like a uh, sand dune. It's a dune. And at the end of it, there's like a lot of bags. I would say they're full of sand. But the, the monkey, the pavilion itself, is carrying a bag full of wands. And the wands, and it's so interesting, we get this card for the truest expression of ourselves because the wands in the tarot is traditionally about our spirituality, our thoughts, but also about, you know, our expression and it can be going in different ways. And depending how you read the tarot, you will probably have um, a few other um, definitions for that. But the Ten of Wands is basically, it's the end of the fight. And it's you carrying way too much weight on the back of your shoulders and on your bag itself and it's time to put this down and I think this is such a great card because a lot of us it for or for a lot of us and especially for me we just talked about it it's such a heavy weight to figure out who we are and our truest selves and how to express this into the world especially if you get a lot of backlash or negative feedback or you're perceived so differently and the ten of wands really says like you've been fighting for way too long it's too much struggle you got to put everything down and just do you and you just need to let it be let it go leave the baggage behind and i think for the truest expression of ourselves, this is really a, it's really a great indicator that a lot of us carry so much baggage and so many different perceptions from the people around us and that we had in our lives and have in our lives that maybe not even true. Because um, there's this amazing quote, it's one of my favorite quotes. And I hope I can get it out of my head. Otherwise, we need to Google it. And it goes like this. I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I am who you think I think I am. And if you really let this sit, and I think it's... um. Do you know who this uh, quote is from, Colin? I think it was Coelho. Uh, just I'm just googling it now to find out. I am not who you think I am. Quote. Let's have a look. Yeah. Charles Cooley. Oh, I Cooley. Am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I'm, I am what I think you think I am. Yeah. So <laughs> when you look at this quote, and when you go really deep in it, it's not 
actually about what I believe who I am or what I believe you believe. No, what, what you believe who I am, but it's the mirroring of what I believe that you think I am. It's not even are your thoughts true or is your perception of me something that I should care about. It's like what I think you think about me. And I think that's the key to really detangle how we can express our true selves because we think mostly such um, self-sabotaging and self-deprecating thoughts that we think everyone else around us must think the same thing about us. So we are our usually our biggest critic and our biggest judges and we have these thoughts of like oh if I do this then all of these people must think this about me and so this is where we have this perception and create this reality when we express ourselves in some way that we're perceived in a certain way but we never get any proof unless we ask right and um what do you think Talon tell me oh I, I i'm just like awash with so many different thoughts and emotions around this because i have this little voice in my head that says colin who do you think you are like literally who do you think you are every time i pick the guitar up record something try and be me in the world whatever it is i'm doing little voices there in my head and then to add to that the weight of that monkey with the sack on its back there really to me spoke to the weight of expectation of others right so mm. the expectation how we feel like others expect us to show up in a, any any situation whatever that might be and then you've just like literally put a totally new level on it with that quote because the reality is my reality is what i think you're thinking of me it's nothing to like that that me, me thinking colin who do you think you are is like that surface level and then the my feelings about your expectations of me are another level of that but then yeah. the reality the thing that I end up living is well what will Monique think of what will Monique think about the way that the way, who I am and what I am and and all of that and so that judgment then that heaps this it feels heavy to me like I'm putting my hand out like this and I can almost feel a weight of the judgment that that then brings on us and so yeah. it's no it's no wonder that we stay inside of our shells and we don't go and be and do and express that thing that we feel called to do, Monique, is it? Yeah. You know, we talked about before we start recording uh, how we can express ourselves online in a uh, in a true to us kind of fashion, right? And it's so difficult for me because I right now feel I don't have my own voice in some way and form and I shared this with you because I'm in the online space since 2007 which is way too long for my <laughs> for my um taste and um I love the online world and I also don't love it at all if I could I probably would choose to have someone else be my online representative and I would write and I would do all the things, but I think I wouldn't be the person online necessarily. Like, even though you would see me and you would see my face and you could hear me and all the things, but I wouldn't be the one posting and I wouldn't be the one commenting and whatever. And that's really solely because um, I have this paradoxical <laughs> problem that I have so many ideas and inspirations and things I want to say. And and the moment I start writing, I flip or switch into this very strange way of writing, which is like a form of copywriting, um, some storytelling stuff and all the things that I have learned of all of these years how to not be me basically that is literally what it is how to not be me online and you can see it on the numbers because years back I haven't been writing like this and I just wrote the way I talk or the way I thought and I would just put it out there and it would 
um, resonate with way more people than it does now. Right now, it's just, it it sounds like ChatGPT wrote it. <laughs> I think so, you know? And it's very, it's honestly, it's very bland. And um, when I write it, when I read it back, I sometimes wonder like, who wrote this? Because it's definitely not how I would usually write and sound. And it's, it's tricky because um, I realize also as an autistic person that it's something that I do mirroring. So the more I see these things online, the more I fall into repeating or mirroring these styles, these formats, these, you know, hooks and whatever without wanting to do this. But it's so difficult for me to get out of it. So then right now I'm at a point where I'm like, so what is actually my truest expression? How does it sound and look like? And where does it come from? And and it's only really showing up when I'm not online. But I do need to be online for my business, but also to interact with people and to get inspiration. And that's the paradox is like... <laughs> If I'm not getting inspiration, although I, I can get inspiration from like books and podcasts and stuff, but then I won't be able to write things. But when I write things, I don't feel like it's me because of how I mirror and how I've been kind of like influenced so much that I haven't been able to keep up my own style. And that feels a little bit... um discouraging because it's like I'm screaming into white online and then instead of asking like who am I to add I'm just asking like what's even the point so my head every single day I start writing and then my mind's like what's the point just what who's gonna read it who's gonna be influenced or impacted or who's gonna uh, even want to know you know and so in whoever is in human design I'm gonna just in bring things in here and there uh, so I have transpersonal karma in human design so my karma means that I have to live through things and to work through my karma and then share it in order for others to basically learn from it and I have always had this thing when I've been writing or saying things it was never about me being in the center of attention or just me getting famous or any of these things it was I knew that everything I experienced in my life had to have a bigger meaning and therefore I need to share it but if no one reads it what is the point and it's it's really paradoxical right now isn't it mm. but there's also a couple of things going on in that if you think about it you've got the sense of putting yourself out there and then the expectation of what comes back and often we find mm -hmm. ourselves doing because of that weight of expectation because of that weight of judgment or, or the perceived judgment of others like um Cooley mentions in that quote or the judgment that we heap on ourselves who do you think mm -hmm. you are colin you know because of the, all of those things we kind of have this unreal expectation about what what we're looking to get back you know the idea mm. that we we put we put ourselves heart and soul into this thing that we're sharing with an expectation that it's going to get a load of views get a load of likes get a load of engagement get a load of follows get a load of shares bring in clients whatever the numbers are whatever the expectations are and it may not may or may not be those things but we we kind of feel like we're putting our best foot forward I know because I've lived this, lived it, right? I've had 49 years of playing with this stuff. And you, you, you put your best foot forward and you put your best thing out there and crickets, right? Crickets, nothing happens. It's like, well, what's the point? Why am I even doing this? And then, and then the fear, the judgment, the heap of things just gets bigger and bigger because we kind of go, well, that girl's saying it better than I could ever say it. I mean, I have this thing, another thing in this is going to be like therapy now, money. You realize, don't you? Um, but I've got this thing in my head. And it's like, like, I have this thing. I'm like the one, the same person that says, who do you think you are, Colin? Says to me, like, you're just some scruffy, bumbling idiot from Liverpool. Nobody, you can't speak very well. Nobody wants to hear what you've got to say. Like that person over there is much more articulate than you, you know, just leave it to them. Let them say it. And then, and, and, and so we can often get carried up, up in that. But the reality, mm. the tr the truth, 
when we really get down to it is none of it matters the way that that person speaks the thing that that person thinks the results of our work i love how krishna in the bhagavad gita talks about following your dharma like following your dharma the thing that you feel called and put on this planet to do like you just mentioned about sharing your experiences to benefit other souls other humans right so following your dharma doing it full out and letting go this is the this kicker this is the big bit letting go of any expectation of anything coming back right any expectation of it has to be this way it has to be that way because when we think about it just like in that quote that's the bit where we fall down because we mm. bring in we bring in don't we that ex either expectation or judgment and both of those things cripple us paralyze us and make us this imitation version of ourselves and i'm saying these things to like therapize myself you know because we all live this don't we like we literally we become this imitation of ourselves who we feel like we should be to get sales to get results to get this that and the other when actually the real us is cowering on the inside like we're trying to find a way out you know it's like yeah and it is it is a paradox monique it's a paradox because we're wrestling there's no like oh you know sit in meditation and journal for 10 minutes and you'll be all fixed that's just nonsense isn't it <laughs> i wonder sometimes so if we know what the external influences can be and what they can do like what's the solution because is it actually possible for me to not be online at all and right now i honestly believe it's not um i haven't been I don't want to say I haven't been able to, but it's just um, if I was going to build an offline business, I run online. <laughs> so if I run an online business that I want to market offline, let's say this way around, then, then I would basically have to go to, let's say, a lot of networking events, right? Or just... Uh, write a lot of newsletters or uh let, let's just keep it at those two for now um i'm sure there's like tons of other um things but marketing is not my expertise it's collins and so um when i think about that i think like oh do i want to be around people all the time mm, no it you know my autistic self is then because that also is a another possibility of how my truest expression is being dimmed in its light. And so do do you have a solution for yourself that helps you or have you found something that helps you to be like, okay, if I do or if I be in this way, then I know I'm let's just say writing or talking in the way that, or I, I'm just showing up in the way that I'm truly am me. Because it would be different for me as, as not to say person, it's just different for me than for you. But I would want to hear if you've already found something. So in my, in my experience, the most powerful thing that I can do is to connect with the reason that I'm doing the thing in the first place, right? The sense of, that invisible sense of calling, that sense of this is the thing that you're doing and this is the reason that you're doing it. That sense of something that's invisible, something that's outside of yourself. And it's this is where it's hard because you can't touch it, you can't feel it, you can't see it, right? Um, so for me, it's about cultivating habits and rituals and routines that keep me tethered and connected to that. Because whenever I go whenever I go adrift, whenever I get caught up in expectation, it's when I'm, I lose that connection. It's when I'm mm. just off in my own head a little bit thinking, well, oh, what will they think of me? I did, I've been doing quite a lot of talks around chat GPT for entrepreneurs, right? And I did a talk at, for a bunch of like, I don't know, 50 or so business owners at a traditional networking event. So it was an in-person event, Monique. And I, I live my life on zoom 
in my cozy little studio office, like going and filling up my coffee whenever I feel like it. My commute is a short walk up the stairs and uh, it's, it's lovely. I feel blessed to do what I do. But then I was in a room full of what I perceived. So this is Cooley's quote, right? I am what I think you think I am. And then I'm seeing this group of people who I'm thinking, they're all established business owners, they're leaders, they're like, you know, they're all probably very wealthy, like really accomplished people. And so all of a sudden now, that that sack on my back, just as the monkey in the card, is now literally breaking my back, because I'm thinking, I mean, I just like to dress casual, black black top for ease right and then and then and then i'm thinking oh maybe i should wear a shirt and a and a jacket and and then and all of these things are coming into my head before i'm even at this is before i've even done the talk right and so so this <laughs> this this change all of that changes how i show up for that conversation for that talk and i go and i do the talk mm -hmm. and it went it went okay i got good feedback this that and the other but i felt like a wreck on the inside i'm pretty good at like you mm. know being uh, turning, turning on um, when I'm presenting, but I still inside, I was literally a, a quivering wreck. I didn't sleep the night before and all of that. And then uh, a, a few, a few weeks after that, they invited me back because we run out of time to do part two of the talk. And so in the first instance, I was untethered and caught up in the, oh shit, what are they going to think of me? All of that expectation nonsense. Right. And then this, they called me back and I was like, I didn't choose to do this. I was just in a better place, right? And I thought like, no, screw, screw that. I'm, I'm going dressed as I am now, as me. I'm going as Colin. I'm standing up as Colin and I'm going to talk as Colin. And I'm literally just going to share what I know helps these people rather than what I think they think I want to, I should be sharing around. It was a chat GPT talk, right? And, and so I literally just went and I did what I would do if you and I were in a conversation on Zoom and I just was like, let me and they were just like literally i looked around after i'd shared my thing and they were like i said any questions like every hand in the room went up every hand in the room went up because in that moment i just kind of lost myself in the zone of me just sharing what i know and i'm passionate about and i'm i literally could talk until the sun goes down around and they were like oh, and it was it was that it wasn't what i shared that that made the difference it was because i showed up as me more as me yeah. like it's a journey isn't it but and I, and I think the more that we're able to lean into that and a lot of it's circumstance it's not a there's not a switch you can't press a switch Monique if only that if only we could invent a switch right mm. <laughs> it's so interesting because I have the opposite when I hold a workshop in person I am like on fire and I may plan out what I say before and I may have slides, but I don't remember a workshop I ever have been talking about only the things on the slide because I always kind of feel into the energy of the people and somehow I channel what they need to hear the most, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so um, that derails my workshop often. <laughs> and so I... But I just go with it. And I obviously, I'm always dressed in yellow the last few times because um, I didn't have enough uh, opportunities to wear my tailor-made huge tutu. I just wore my tutu to, to like a mind, body, spirit fest and to like where I was talking about planning your year for success. And I couldn't care less to be honest and it's interesting because I feel like it's easier for me in person somehow uh, than for example online although Zoom is still fine but online when I write um, mm. that's somehow where I kind of get caught up in the what do people want to hear how's the structure Yep. What does the first line need to sound like? So they actually click and all of this kind of like bullshit um, and all of the guru, you know, uh, that kind of seeped into my brain without me actually trying or wanting. And it's also really interesting, something I just realized while you were talking. 
And I want to mention that because when people watch the video, they may realize that and they're like, oh my gosh, she's so impolite. And here's the thing. That's what I think they think about me. But I have a lot of different ways of how I process and release energy. And one of them is yawning. And so I try to hide that, which is masking. But I have been in conversations when I have to yawn, that's not a sign of being tired or not interested or bored, which apparently for non-autistic people it is. But I yawn so I can actually process and like um, release energies or move them. And some autistic people, they would, for example, uh, stim, like flap their hands or like jump up and down and um, some would laugh. Like I tend to laugh in the wrong at the wrong time when people say something sad, uh, I can laugh, which is very uncomfortable, by the way. <laughs> it's not that I'm trying to do that, but um, at the worst possible uh, part of the conversation, I tend to laugh at times. I also laugh at funerals, which is absolutely not a good spot, especially if you're German. You are not supposed to laugh at funerals. <laughs> and also don't make jokes, but I do make jokes and they're not funny. And so I just realized that while you were talking, I was yawning. I was like, so what would Colin think if he see me yawn? And now because we're talking about this, I want to bring it up because obviously that's immediately a manifestation of what we talk about our truest expression, right? But me hiding this and me trying not to actually yawn enough, basically, is costing me a lot of energy. Mm. And it's really... It's, it's costing me so much effort that I actually have to yawn even more. So if you see, it's just for people, if you see me yawn on these videos, don't mind. That's a form of energy processing for some autistic people, not everyone. But um, I'm not bored by what Colin says. And I'm not tired at all. Oh, <laughs> it's past my bedtime here, Monique. But look, let but me just know, show a lot of reality. So often, also, I right? Can, like, can, if that I, happens, I, I can imagine and look at the look at how that then conditions you to how exactly. you show up and how we how we turn out in the world. Because the reality is, I I was looking at the camera lens. I didn't even see that you yawned. I'll probably <laughs> notice it when I watch the replay. But I genuinely didn't even see the yawn. So you um, mentioning it was the first time it came into my consciousness, right? Yeah. And so that's a classic example, isn't it, of what who I think you think I think I am, you know? Yes, that's uh, why I was example. wanting to bring it yeah, up in the moment. What a great example. But look, that's there are so many of these things and we all yeah. deal with these things every single day, all yeah. in different formats, but it's all the same. It's just that that little like chatter in our minds that that tries to like keep us down and stop us from doing and being that thing that feels like we, we ought to be. You know, yeah. I was in the, I was in the, that reminds me of something. I was in the gym just after it, it, at the start of the year, a few weeks back. And uh, I was on the Stairmaster, right? Just like trunking up and down the stairs, like da -da 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 -da. <laughs> right. And uh, I happened to like be in a bit of a pain point where I just had to grab the thing and like, oh, and I was looking over to my right and there was this woman in the gym and uh, she was just like, you know, not nondescript, not just like she had these headphones on and she was literally there's a like free weights area where people do stretching and all kinds of workouts. Right. And she was in that space and she was had something on in her ears and she was in the in the zone. And she literally was just like, I can't, I'm not a dancer, right? There's another limiting belief, right? But I'm like, I'm not great at dancing. And, and she was literally just like in the zone with the music and she just went with it. And you could see she was just going, she was like walking to pick her weights up and then, and dancing back and like doing little twirls. And it was like, it was almost like watching a professional dancer, the way that she was just literally free in the moment. She allowed herself to dance freely from like the, weight station to the place where she was doing the workout. And I was like, I looked and I was like, wow, that is truest expression of self. That is you not giving two shits about the world around you and just being and allowing yourself to let go in this moment. And that yeah. I feel like is where we all, we, we could all learn a lesson from that. I literally, I was like, I was in awe, you know, of that woman. 
doing that because yeah. I was like, I'd be like looking around the gym thinking somebody's looking at me and I, and I, <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, but that that's it, isn't it? It's just allowing ourselves to get lost in that yeah. thing that we're doing, that energy. You shared about in the workshop how you just allow the energy to flow and it often goes off piste and that's okay. So how do you bring that energy, that thing that you feel comfortable with, how do we bring that into that thing that we're not comfortable with? And I think that's the, the question, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. But yeah, that woman in the gym was inspiring. It was, she was I inspiring. used to be like this, honestly. Um, yeah. Also because I was a professional dancer, I guess it, make, it made it easier, obviously. But you wouldn't see me as a teenager. You wouldn't see me stand anywhere still. I would dance on every bus stop. I, and like full on dance, I would practice my cheerleader moves. I would practice like my ballet moves. I would do every like you just couldn't get me to stand still. And um, it's interesting because when I think back of what has caused me to not be like this anymore. And sometimes I practice it consciously. I make a decision. I'm like, OK, let's not let's not care because I'm carried away by the music or like you know I have a really good day so I want to I want to kind of like jump through the city and just you know be happy and usually I would hold myself back but sometimes I make the consciousness and I'm like today we are not giving a fuck but I can't tell you the the amount of times that there wasn't a person that wasn't off, but it was the opposite. It was like, oh, why do you have to show off? Like, can you not be taking up so much space? You're too much to this, to that. You're arrogant. You're bossy. You're like, uh, you always need to take attention. You're blah, blah, blah. And so I feel like it took a good 15 years, maybe, just to really deteriorate my baseline of like cheerfulness and happiness and just being free but it did deteriorate it and it, it got to the point where I'm like you know what it's not worth it it's not worth it to um to be myself when all I get back is shit basically right and so now it's the other way around now I'm trying to consciously work myself out of it and even if I get feedback like whatever you took two D's to that to whatever screw it then I take this as a sign I'm doing something right so now I'm taking this negative feedback as a sign of like okay I triggered this person's insecurity about their true expression how it would feel like to be so free so I guess that's a good sign maybe the next time to feel a little bit more uh the permission to be so free too you know so i'm trying to receive the negative feedback differently although it's not very easy <laughs> yeah i hear you it's not easy but you have to always turn it around in the way that you described and if we can turn it around like that more often than not we realize that person that's shouting at us isn't shouting at us they're shouting at themselves we're the yeah. projection of the thing that's going on in them. So that quote can be flipped on its head just as mm -hmm. much as I am what you think. I think you think I am. I've lost myself in the quote, but just as much as that is the, the case, <laughs> we can flip that around. And, and it's the same for every other individual that we come into contact with. So often that yeah. person that's angry and shouting, it's not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. It's a mirror for yeah. them. They're the people yeah. that have that have that issue. And you mentioned about like having these ways to like find a way through and overcome and create anyway. And one of the things that I've f had great store with and always, always put a lot of time and energy into is the sense of playful curiosity, like childlike curiosity. And it reminded me when we're talking about when did we stop dancing? Right. I mean, I'll, I'll occasionally dance around the living room and, and then I'll get this sense of, like embarrassment and, I, and there's nobody there yet i get this sense of embarrassment and it stops me from moving my body you know and and so when growing up at what point do we lose that playful curiosity like we we, we lose the ability to play and to be curious and to be inquisitive and i think mm. one of the things that has really been 
powerful on my journey is leaning in to curiosity, like natural curiosity. Tell me about, like, I want to ask you so many questions, like genuinely. Tell me about what it was like to be a dancer. Like, tell me about that. And I want to learn, I want to know about that. And, and tell me, tell me about the energy when you're workshopping. Like, how do you, what does that, how does that make you feel? And then, and, and, I, and, I, and I literally just try and embody this sense of authentic wanting to know, like a, a why, mm -hmm. a questioning. And yeah. that I feel can be really empowering because it takes away the burden of it being anything to do with you. You know, it's nothing to mm -hmm. do with you. This is just about you showing up in this situation, you know, with, with curiosity and curiosity for me is the precursor to creative energy of co-creating with the universe of actually being mm. truest expression of self and bringing forth that thing into being that just exists in the invisible right now, you know? Yeah. What do you think? Um, I was just thinking while you were talking about the different forms of self-expression because we talked about dancing, we talked about writing, but there are so many different ways and I don't want people to think that they only have like the one or the other way, right? So I would say anything that really has to do with art, painting, sculpturing, uh, clay working, jewelry making, I don't know, whatever else, art, uh, spoken word, recycling trash from the beach into furniture. I think all these kind of things could be an expression of yourself too. Um, the thing that I love to do, obviously, is like expressing myself with clothing and then uh, my business photo shoots because I used to be a dancer and uh, I was modeling as a teenager as well. And it's just for me very creative to create different sceneries and um, picking out the outfits and then basically posing and whatever. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that at, at least also from the feedback I get is always like oh you have so beautiful photos but they are but they don't like uh like why do you have to post them all the time in in that sense basically it's almost like they're telling me I'm too self-absorbed absorbed when I am uh using photos that I paid quite a lot of money for and it took me like three months to you know plan and create and I got tailor-made suits and the tutu and whatnot and I'm like well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get photos done and not use them that sounds really strange to me but apparently um it's at least from what I hear from feedback perceived as something that's more uh on the uh on this not selfish but self-absorbed side of things versus as in self-expression and people don't understand how I actually use this as a creative outlet and it's interesting because um people post selfies all day long so so what is that about them and and why can people post selfies but my Brand photos are apparently very self-absorbed. You know what I mean? So um, it's just very interesting to to kind of uh, observe that. But also, um, I guess one thing with tr true self-expression is that you're gonna be you're gonna have to be okay to be misunderstood. Yes, that was that was exactly what I was going to suggest. There is that. Like, who would you be if you were completely deaf to those observations and those feedbacks from people? Like, we talk about Krishna following your dharma and literally not giving two shits about the outcome, right? Letting go of the outcome. What mm. if What if we were deaf to the, the words of judgment, the words of criticism, and those words that make us feel small and make us not feel like we don't want to express ourselves, you know? How would that, how would that alter your ability to express you, Monique? I would be so in your faces, man. <laughs> <laughs> just just because that, like, I think my natural expression is to be 
somewhat obnoxious in people's faces, not because that's what I'm trying to be, but that's because who I am. I ask all the questions naturally that people don't want to ask. I ask the very tough questions in a general casual conversation and people almost stop breathing because like, oh my gosh, she didn't dare to ask that, did she? Like I go head on and I tell people what I see, um, especially like patterns and recurring things. And like, I connect dots and the, the problem for people, not for me, <laughs> the problem for people is that because they don't have the foresight and they don't have the pattern recognition, they can't see it. And then they call me crazy, but then years ahead. And I just had this, oh my God, this needs to be off the record, Colin. I need to talk, uh, I need to tell you the story, but this just happened again where I've called something about six years ago and it just, um, it just happened. And always it plays out in some form or way how I called it, but I called it and people told me I'm crazy and how I can defame people like this. And I'm like, I'm not, not at all. I just tell you the patterns and what's happened, how that's connected and what you need to be careful of. And obviously I then had to leave the friendship circle and everything, but now it's, in their faces and I'm like I don't know man like you mm, everyone has to learn their lessons differently but it's also um a very autistic experience and I only know that because I follow some um autistic uh creators who talk about that too that it's not what we say or how we say it it's because we have this enhanced pattern recognition and people around us who are not autistic can't see it. They feel somewhat attacked and they feel like um, as if we want to show off or we pretend we know everything better. And we are just trying to warn people basically, right? And so if you ask me, who am I with, if I was able to deafen out all of this feedback and whatever, I'd be full on man I'd be all over the place you couldn't you couldn't be somewhere not seeing or hearing from me or reading from me and I'd be uh putting every single bit out there because that's also who I am I'm an external processor I talk through things I write through things and I would do that without wanting anyone's opinion actually on it I, I would just do that for myself and so maybe I have to do that I don't know <laughs> maybe not so so for me there's there's the truest expression of monique like literally waiting to to get out and be unleashed on the world and having been one of your clients monique i have to say your ability to see patterns and call to light things that are just completely outside of consciousness for other people is a gift and mm -hmm. your ability to ask those direct questions that most other people would shy away from is also a gift it's the reason, like I literally, when I was working with you, I literally saved two days a week from my calendar because we reorganized things in a way that I never even considered or thought possible, you mm. know? And this wasn't just run of the mill stuff. So, so for me, when you're describing this, who you would be, that to me is, is the fullest expression. That's, that's where we're working towards, you know, is being that for yeah. ourselves, being that for ourselves. I've wanted to talk and share these conversations that I'm having. I have these conversations literally half a, at least half a dozen a day during my work. And I'm like, I really want to talk about that, but I would be frightened to put it out in the world because I feel like it's very personal. It's very like you and I having this conversation, but then to put it out in the world, Colin, who do you think you are? There it is again, right? That little lad from Liverpool, you know, don't be putting this out, Colin. It's just not good, man. Um, and, and so this is the thing that we're all battling with, isn't it? And, and often I think this is where it, it pays us to just look at, like, you know, Byron Katie, she talks about the work, like this sense yeah. of who, who would we be? Who would we be without that, right? And just, yeah. just using these mechanical processes to just take us almost out of ourselves and look at what a, the world would look like without those constraints, without those shackles. Like, 
I want to see the Monique that's in my face, that's like shouting at me and swearing and just not caring about all of the things that you're sharing, you know? I want to see that. I want to see that. And I want to be that for me as well, you know? Mm. I really do. I really Who do. Who would you be? Because we have to wrap up soon, and I know that, but I yes. want to know who would you be if you wouldn't have, like, if you wouldn't, if you could blend it all out. Yeah, so my, I, I have this sense of, like, I have a genuine feeling of, like, a calling of wanting to help other people, like, literally wanting to help people. I've been a teacher, I've taught martial arts, I've taught in business school and all kinds of stuff. And, like, just, like, helping people feels like a real calling for me you know and i describe it as helping other people to shine their light brightly in the world and concept called indra's net we're all interconnected so if your light shines i literally shine bright in the reflection right so because we're all connected and for me it's just doing the things that allow that to happen and often my world is my ten thousand hours are done in marketing and online business and all of that money right and so i'm a marketer like i put my inverted commas up with that i'm a marketer actually i'm a marketer like third or fourth first mm. and foremost i feel like a spiritual explorer somebody that's genuinely trying to express what it means to be that little five-year-old version of colin who was dancing in the school playground and didn't care like literally didn't care. And I would have all the kids in line laughing and because I was telling jokes and just like dancing and performing for these kids in the line in to go up into class, right? And so I'm trying to be more of that, like literally get back to that version that I was when I was that young version of me, you know, that one that doesn't care, that one that could put the headphones on and just dance their way through the gym without caring. Because mm -hmm. I feel yep. I feel a million miles from that. And every day is just trying to be more of that that's what it means to me is just to be more like not spiritual calling here marketing calling here but just to be calling like truly calling all of me and it's all one and the same and like that realization that it's not different i'm not the person that shows up as a consultant in a suit or and the guy that goes and plays badminton in his you know is is dirty shorts or whatever it's like like everything's the same it's all the same even though it's multifaceted it's all part of the same thing and so it's just like a for me it's just like that daily walk into being me like saying what i think saying what i feel sharing the things that i know that come onto onto my heart in the hope that it will like help others shine their light you know so it's just more yeah. of that this podcast with you it's like another vehicle to find that for me as much as it is for you and for other people and those people listening. It's just like, that's truest expression. And we don't just press a switch and it's there. It's something that we have to explore. We have to go within, mm -hmm. we have to do the work, we have to try, we have to fail a million times and just keep doing it, you know? Yeah, I love that. I think because you talked about your calling and I can really feel that. I think what comes up for me when I think about it for myself is really that I want people to remember how truly powerful they are in any sense of way, you know? It's like physically strong, mentally more capable than they ever could imagine. Like all of these type of things, um, spiritually more faithful than, uh, they would maybe believe themselves like all of these things and that they can actually get through way more than they would ever be able to imagine in a good and in maybe the tough times as well you know and because that's my own story and and I know that uh, my own story also was was I hope it was riddled with these wake up calls and I think that's where my in your face kind of thing comes on because I feel like sometimes we need to be shaken awake and remembered to our true power mm -hmm. and that's I want to be that wake up call I don't want you to have to run into really terrible things or lose someone or or experience whatever it is that I experienced. I wanted to shake you awake to your own power. And I think that's why it's, that 
that comes through this like I I gotta that. be in people's I faces you know you've got to be in my face you've got to be obnoxious <laughs> you've got to be hard you've got to say the tough things you've just got to otherwise that shake will be just a little nudge it'll just be a yeah. little hey wake up yeah. wake up wake up you know it needs to be eh, 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 like literally <laughs> a physical shake doesn't it and it can only be that if you can lean in to be in that truest expression as as with me right it's the same yeah. thing it's the same thing we're all doing exactly the same thing we're literally on this journey of improvement and growth and the evolution of our soul and the evolution of those souls around us you know and that's it that's the only thing that you're here to do it's like what <laughs> but if you think if you think about it so one of the things i talk about with my clients is the the Nietzsche quote of he who has a why to live can bear almost any how. So mm -hmm. the flaming arrows of life, judgment, that sack of wands on the back of the monkey that literally weigh you down into the sand, all of that stuff will stop you in your tracks yeah. unless you're able to anchor in to that reason that you're doing it. For me, it's helping mm. others shine their light. For you, it's what you've just expressed about this shake up, wake up call to allow people to realize it doesn't have to be this way and, and mm. empower them with that message. We all have a very, at its core, we all have a very similar reason for being, a very similar calling, because we're all, as Ram Das says, we're all just walking each other home, you know? We're all just on that mm. journey of evolution and growth. And so I think anything that we can do to connect us to that and keep us connected to that is what gives us the power, the energy store to do anyway and to lean in to go just go and be that obnoxious version of Monique. I want to see it. I, I'm desperate to see that Monique. <laughs> we are all just walking each other home. I think that's like the best wrap up we can have for this episode. I would actually love to know what our listeners say to their truest expression of self. So if you have anything for us, comment it below. I on YouTube, I think on Spotify. Can you comment there now? I you think can so. indeed yeah we can we can add that onto spotify yes I yeah think so. so comment there i want to know what you have to say and and maybe just answer the questions who would you be if you could pluck out any of those external influences who would you be would you be as obnoxious as me or as calm <laughs> and peaceful as colin <laughs> <laughs> let us know we want to know and uh hopefully See you next week. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Paradox of Life. We are Monique and Colin, guiding you on the journey to discover your truth. If you enjoyed this podcast, please review, subscribe, and share it with someone who needs to hear it. Let's embrace this journey together, investigating norms, challenging our perceptions, and questioning everything. Remember... Asking tough questions is how we find real answers. It's how we get to know ourselves and connect with others. Stay curious. Keep questioning. And together, let's uncover the truths that make life worth living.